official Corpse Feed podcast. I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face, and with me, always, is Mr. Nick Valdez. Tex, what's up, man? How you doing? Oh, man. Howdy, everybody. Howdy, Arturo. Uh, you know, it's we got a busy week today. We got, you know, not in terms of coming attractions, which we'll get into, but like, you know, just good movies, like yeah, solid movies, right? Yeah, we got a movies, big right? double feature presentation for the folks out there, man. Yeah. Uh, so first, we'll start off with the, the surprise trailer for The Nun 2. I wasn't expecting this when uh, seeing I... right? Yeah. <laughs> this came as a surprise um, to me as it did to you. Um, because, um, have you seen The Nun text? Um, yeah, The Nun's whack. Like, so, it's not good yeah, we, at all. We've talked um, about this, this in the past, right? Of like... <laughs> um, yeah, we've talked off air about it and probably sprinkled in a little bit during some Conjuring, uh, you know, like a, a universe talk there. But The Nun is not good. The fact that we have um, – a teaser trailer. Um, I'm not sure why they would release it, you know, theatrically like that too, because it's just a garbage teaser trailer on top of that. Yeah, it's um, it's so bad because it's also like, uh, you know, it's not released online. So if you haven't seen, if you haven't gone to see the Boogeyman, you haven't seen the newest trailer for the Nun Two, which is kind of like I get it in a way because you know it, it's it's not a great trailer, but also. I, if it were good, I wish it were good because then it'd be a cool idea, right? It's like you go to the you you have to go to the movie in order to see the trailer, which would have been cool if it were a good yeah. or like it, or something other than the nun too, right? Like, <laughs> and yeah, it, it's, it's coming just, um, this year. That's the other big surprise, Arturo. In September, right? Yes, or something? Yeah. That's, Which is, again, like... That's huge. Um, <laughs> I'm confused because, okay, so one, the quality of this thing is not a theatrical quality teaser at all. Even the small, like, we got a small little, like, super teaser for Transformers during Spidey. Oh, yeah. And it, it was like a, like a nothing burger. And, and that was still more, hey, go watch this. <laughs> you know? But, like, for The Nun... What was really the most egregious thing was just the way the nun looked at the end. I'm yeah. like, wait a minute, is what's is this like superimposed on front of a like a screen or something? It just looked really off, it really low quality. Yeah. Um, just bad text. Um, bad, bad, bad. And on top of that, like I said before, the first one was not good. And I'm really upset and really annoyed that I have to freaking see this in the theater for you guys because I was not expecting to waste any time on the this nun franchise now it's a franchise for god's <laughs> sakes and we got a second one so um i'm more annoyed that i have to go see this right um, but that being said you know i'm always a big proponent hey if you got a good vision for something throw it out there I mean, and let's see what's up because we're, we're gonna watch to this have, either way like dude like they had to have some kind of did you they, know did they have idea to? but that's the thing like did they have to like, arturo who wanted this thing? I don't know. Like, I, who, who wanted the first one? Who likes like, the all right, folks. Yeah. All right. So, if you guys are not aware <laughs> of Valak, Valak is the demon um, that um, we first see in um, in Conjuring Two in the painting, right? In Conjuring Two, when um, I think it's um, what's his face, uh, Warren Patrick Wilson's character, he's painting and stuff like that, and all of a sudden he, uh, you know, he draws, you know, he paints this thing out there, yes. and they go deeper into it, and then they kind of instill that into the lore, which cool they they do that a lot in the conjuring which is cool but it sometimes can get a little a little too much it can bog down the main story which it kind of did yeah, in conjuring too honestly it's like uh remember annabelle comes home in that remember where you got that basement full of like the conjuring stuff and you're like yeah, yeah you're like oh this is the spinoff room or it's like oh this is the oh you mean creation right uh, was it was it creation? Oh, the okay. third one, right? Yes, yes. So yeah, the good one. Yes, the good one. Where <laughs> they go in there, and they're like, "Oh, this is the spinoff room. Here is the yeah. samurai ghost. Here is the TV ghost. Here's the piano ghost." And the nun felt like that back then, right? The nun felt like one of those. We were just like, "Oh, you just added this extra thing," and yeah. it feels. Yeah. It felt very cynical then, and then in hindsight, it feels even more cynical now because you're like, oh, that's clearly something you're setting up for like its own sequel spinoff thing, which they did, and then it was terrible. Like the nun is so bad. So I, I don't know. And this is it's this is the fact that like this is still Conjuring universe, and it's a shame because we're also getting Insidious. So it's like you're really crossing the streams here. Yeah, you know, I I don't know, but I it's just. And- um, the Insidious universe and the Conjuring universe, um, just to clarify, um, it's a question to you because I'm not even sure myself. They're separate, right? Yes, yes. As far <laughs> because as, at yeah. times, 
at times they feel so like intertwined just visually and just story wise and like at times i just mix up certain stories i'm like is this you know the uh insidious over here or conjuring it's 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 getting too much and it's really unfortunate because i love the conjuring the first one the very first one um is one of my absolute favorite horror movies um and it earned its r rating based on just the horror yeah um that it presented on screen and it was absolutely awesome it's one of the few movies that actually gave me chills and goosebumps um even till this day yeah, they clap. um yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the clap and even the actual possession of um What's the actual name? Yeah, uh, Lily was, Tomlin. Yeah, or? it was just a good. That's just. A, yeah, it was a it good was, climax. It, like it. Yeah, it's. It, we talked about a good this. story. Yes, we, we good story th- through and tr- uh, through through and through. through. Yeah, um, like we great. We talked about this plenty of times. Like uh, possession movies are tough because they really all end in the same kind of way, where it's like you get the big, <laughs> the big exorcism yeah. scene at the end, and that yeah. was one of the few times where it actually worked out. It was well done. Agreed. It was smart. Yeah. It was a good way to do it. And then all like, and then it spawned its own universe, which is, but, but we wouldn't but have got then, Conjuring man, but, without Insidious. And then, but since then, the Conjuring waters have gotten so muddied with nonsense. So muddied, with so nonsense, murky, right? so gross yeah. and unfiltered that now it's just like, can we just end this and stop calling things Conjuring Universe? Because it's not working. Like you mentioned earlier, Tex, like um, at one point with the Annabelle creation uh, movie, we saw the, the Warren basement, which would have led to like La Llorona and, and which was a part of the Conjuring Universe that because the priest was involved and he knew the Warrens and all that mm-hmm, stuff. And, mm-hmm. and then the Annabelle stories tied into it. It was a big missed opportunity back then, honestly, to do like a little anthology, you know, like movie thing for like Shudder or streaming thing to kind of get that all together. It, they really wanted to do that. Now it, it's we're so far away from that, that even after Conjuring Three, The Devil Made Me Do, which wasn't really that good. Yeah, um, right. Like, it's so, like kind of, I'm good, dude. So I'm did, good. Yeah, you're. Oh, that's a great point to wrap this all up. It's you. You call it the Conjuring Universe when the last time the Conjuring was like relevant was a long time ago. Yeah, and absolutely. even and Conjuring Two wasn't bad. But it's also like you're trying to recapture the spirit of that first one. And it's just, yes, it just exactly. hasn't happened with all these attempts. So at some yeah. point, you know, you get the Nun 2 and you get this surprise trailer with the Boogeyman. If it were any other movie, I'd be like, this is cool. It's like, you got to go to the theater to see this trailer. And, but see, I wish like I would never tell it would have done. That. Yeah, I would. Never. I wish it would have been just like a simpler kind of dump scare like you know it starts off dark and you slowly start to see valley kind of just appear well, yeah. you know very slowly the reason why on the, screen, the you reason know? why the nun is a big deal in the first place is because of that painting scare yeah. in conjuring 2 so yeah. just do that again for yeah. the trailer right who cares and then the funny thing is that they put it right out there in, in, in all daylight you know yes. like hey look it's phallic it's and so these kids st- are just like oh my god yeah. the demon it's so stupid <laughs> uh let's 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 jump ship and talk Not about to something cooler yes. text right yes uh, way way cooler yeah, so we also got a new trailer for teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mayhem which shows us the story you know it, it shows us the you know why it's called yeah, mutant mayhem it's because you know we got ice cube voicing superfly <laughs> like and all the mutants who are like causing mayhem and i don't know what i could say about this other than the fact that you know like, yo i'm in. i know Yes, I love it. <laughs> yeah, or, that's what you gotta do. Right? Yes, I love it. Again, like it. it this uh, it trailer, great, dude, yeah. just totally solidifies how awesome this movie is going to be. Yeah. Um, the fact that they decided to be like, you know what, guys, we're gonna just show you the baddies real quick in this one, and you see all the cool and it's, looking. It's all movies. of them, right? Like it's yeah, it's like dude, the whole rogues gallery pretty yeah, much, right? And they're all like designed like in weird ways, fun ways, and like, yo, I I'm into it, man. Like Yeah, and then Ice Cube doing Superfly, like like and then the ice tea reference, awesome. you know. <laughs> yeah, he, he, it's funny for a second. I had to look. I'm like, wait a minute. I thought this was Ice Cube because he just made a body count reference yes, there. Yeah, you know, <laughs> six in the morning, police at my door, um, and I was like, oh, this is that's it. I'm sold. I'm sold. Dude, my wife saw the the most recent trailer too. She's like, yo, this looks awesome. The kids like 
already love it. It looks great. Dude, um, it's because it's hard to beat Ninja Turtles. Like, yeah, that's the thing. And then, but also the angle they're taking text. Like, I just feel the dynamic between the turtles in, in this one specifically feels more more teenage turtle-y kind of kid yes. than it ever did before, they right? feel like kids already, right? And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I know people had problems with, like, uh, Donatello, his voice sounding so young compared to the others, but, like... This is just kids grow up super fast. I bet that kid already hit puberty and has like a deeper voice already, right? So like by the time we get to the sequel, they'll be they'll sound a little older and like it, it's all I gonna love work, that, dude. Though, yeah. You know, because it's a quality of being a teenager. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it brings like this is why I'm so excited about this one, because uh Seth Rogan, he understands, right? Um he knows, you know, he's a man of the people. He's a man of the nerds. He um, he understands the story and exactly what what and how everything should kind of be. Yeah. Right. And I think he knows he knows what should be on screen for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Right. And this is why I think everything just fits so well and just looks so awesome. Like the animation, dude. Just I was sold on the animation alone. Being that um our uh, feature presentation, um, uh, Spider Verse, has this awesome animation, and now I'm glad that uh, animators and studios are taking risks on these it, on this been very different looking animation. Right? right? We spoke about it when we first saw this trailer yeah. here on the show. How how different it looks, and how awesome it is that now we're not dealing with just any like random Disney 2D animation, any Pixar stuff that's so bubbly and curvy. You know, even uh, Disney's recent uh, CG animation like Frozen and Moana have this you know roundish kind of pop looking you yeah, know a the, design to it yeah we were yeah. we were just uh, trashing on elemental the a week or so ago and what is yeah how generic episodes. it looks you know yeah, it's because like spider-verse we're we're talking plenty of spider-verse today everybody but like yeah spider-verse hit them like hit the mark so well it inspired a whole new like generation of teams, right? Like you have, yeah. you had Puss in Boots changing its styles. You have like, this, oh yeah, drastically. You had this mm-hmm. Ninja Turtles like going wild and taking chances, like you said. And so like, it's such a bright future for animation that when you see the Disney style, right? You're like, oh, why is this playing it so safe? Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. With with Elemental and even with that new Teenage Kraken one, you know, yeah, it's like, it's, OK, you know, that's yeah. very mid stuff, a very VOD kind of like, hey, it's new on Netflix this weekend for the kids. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, you know, so like, dude, yeah, even Netflix has like these movies that look like that now. Right. Like uh, yeah. like what was it? They they had that one Sea Beast, which was like a big one. And you know, even they have these CG movies of that quality. Right. So mm-hmm. it's like you got to be like Ninja Turtles to stand out. You just you got to take these different chances oh the willoughby's was a good one on netflix that kind of had that kind of cg thing yeah so Uh, like you know um because now it's it's so standard fare that like even like the you know the entry level designers i guess are able to kind of push out that you know quality you know depending on where they come from i guess in school it's like the way uh, it's well Ooh, this is a good transition into our main thing, right? But it's like the way 2D used to be, right? It's yeah. like we used to get these hand-drawn cartoons and they were so good. And then you'd get like the Don Blue stuff and you'd be like, wow, it's so detailed and different. And then when CG hit, you're like, oh, this is next generation. So like seeing- And then Leica came through, yes, right? So like seeing designs like this in Ninja Turtles and Spider-Man, you're like, wow, this is- this is the future, right? You're like, you're looking at it yeah. like, yeah, this is where we could go next, you know, cause CG ain't going anywhere, but now it's like, no, they, but now they can play around with it and do, yeah. they can do things with it. You know? Yeah. They definitely needed to up their game. Like I said, um, like a little while before Leica came through and, you know, put out Coraline and Kubo yes. and, um, and, um, what else? Paranorman and, and stuff in claymation, which kind of just completely, obliterated the cg competition of the time yes the, the whole DreamWorks stuff like this was before uh, the um this was before like illumination came up and started getting a little better with their quality for dreamworks that like you know Leica took over the kid animated movie world right so after Leica, we saw a huge a huge change in cg um you know oh, dude. and now we're here dude, you know and now and now with super mario made it made oh. it made a bill oh it crossed a billion dollars arturo like and it, it looks so and good it's like, even like, yes and you can quote unquote say that's the you know base 
CG style, right? Like cartoonish, like, but like you look at the quality of that and you're like, no, and then you look at Elemental and you're like, wait. Yeah, dude. Yeah, exactly. So it's changing, um, but it's changing. That being said, I'm really excited about the new uh, Ninja Turtles movie, Mutant Mayhem. And folks, uh, next up, feature presentation. Welcome back, folks. Now, double feature for you guys as we get on through the summer. We said we have a lot of stuff for you guys, and this one is a very exciting one. Mm-hmm. First, our feature presentation today is the one, the only Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Not part one, <laughs> just Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, folks, stop what you're doing. If you haven't seen it yet, go pay for it right now. Um, if you can, go see it in a huge, in the biggest freaking screen you can because this movie looks absolutely exquisite in every single scene that is in in every single mm-hmm. kind of facet that it throws the audience it looks absolutely gorgeous and not only does it look good tex the movie just plays out like a freaking like an epic dude just like a movie that is not even punching above its weight because it's an Oscar winner already. What am I talking about? But it's just it feels it feels yeah. more epic yeah. than the previous installment, right? Especially the way yes. it all ends. Because remember, folks, this is the first of two. So go in knowing that. Yeah, okay? yeah. Because when these were originally announced, it was across the Spider Verse Part One. And then part mm-hmm. two, it was a real, like, we keep making this, uh, connection, uh, or, or same thing we said with Fast X, right? Like, it, it was a real Infinity War thing. Cause when Infinity War yeah. was first announced, it was part one and part two. Mm-hmm. And then it got changed to Endgame. And then we figured out why we were like, oh, it's cause it's a huge story, but these are also two completely, completely different movies. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. yeah. And so they, I'm sure when the team was making part one and two, they were like, oh, wait, this was definitely a bigger idea we needed for, so they changed it to yeah. beyond. But yes, going mm-hmm. back to what you're saying, just uh, closing that back up. Yes, you do need to be aware that this is part one. That's, I, I guess that's the only real spoiler I want to give people like leading into it, right? Cause yeah, until so we actually spoil the hell out of it. Yes. I want to talk about this so bad. Yeah. So, uh, just, it's just so we can get to that point. Uh, my end of things i also agree it's a total pay for it uh i also agree go you gotta go spend the 30 dollars a ticket to like see it in the in the like the biggest and most explosive way possible it's kind of like you know like you said it's not a punch like it was already an oscar winner so it's like how do how did they it was a tough position for them right because it's like how do they follow up what they did in the first one that literally changed how animated movies are made it's like oh we do that again (laughs) (laughs) yeah um i think like a a nerd comparison for the kind of story and how everything is is unfolding i would say this is empire strikes back and the next one should be return of the jedi that's a good way to put it yeah uh because just the story in this one man it's um again folks if you haven't seen this go watch it stop right here yeah, go watch yeah, it because i'm gonna start yeah, this movie i, I want to get, in, time I, we get, I wanna get it right into it because yeah. it's it's a hefty movie it's a hefty story it's two hours and 20 minutes folks right i did feel the length a little bit at the end because of where it left me if it continued I, i'm pretty sure i'd be like um well what time is it no let's let's keep going you know what i mean right um but because of where the of where the 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 story just kind of stops and and leaves you you're like oh and then you then at the end you kind of feel it there but it is a hefty story and it does need it does need both parts right yes and so the okay so part of me like love the reaction i heard i got in my theater like i i heard so many people go what and like the the freak out yeah you know because that's the thing it's so satisfying just as a you know a cliffhanger you know because it's like you're you're so into the movie it's such like a huge movie so much happens but it's also you know i've heard some people say that it's not like a a complete movie some people like straight up going oh it's half a story Mm, and i I don't agree, right? Like this is this is no, you get a full story here. It's not yeah, it's not half a story. You get a full story. Um it's just a long epic yes. that they're telling. Yes. You know what I mean? It's not it's a saga. It's, not a, it's a saga now, yeah. right? 
Yeah, it's not Spider-Man. It's not a Spider-Man origin story with that ends with a kingpin fight. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, it's it's legit a saga that they're telling you. It's a it's a whole comic book arc dude, they're trying to put into a couple of movies dude, here, folks. And you know what? Um, it's it's an original story too. Like that's the thing is like when was the last time we had like a straight up original trilogy that was like. You know, each movie can- based off an IP, yeah, right? Think, as well, like that. I think maybe what, like Planet of the Apes, was the last time, like uh, the Rise and Dawn and War was the last time we got like a true. I think I think Apes is like a straight up perfect, like it's a great trilogy. You know what I mean? Like, but I think that was the last time we got a a trilogy where it's like not only original but like straight up like each one had something and here this part two it's huge but it's also like like empire strikes back you get the full story but also there's clear setup for the next one yeah and yeah yeah that, it's uh yeah, that's what um, makes that cliffhanger so satisfying it's because you're so into it that when it ends yeah. it's not abrupt either it's not fast x where it cuts off no, in the middle not. of a scene like you literally get the end of the movie and then i i think that's where the extra length comes in right arturo where it's like yeah because even um because even when you're watching that last act of the movie yes you you don't know when it's gonna stop yes in your head you know this is only a part one so you're trying to figure out when it's gonna stop and there are so many moments that you're like okay cool they're gonna stop here okay cool they're gonna stop here and then they just keep putting it out putting it out and you're like Holy shit, where are they going with this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so because at a certain point you're like, okay, you know, it's a superhero story. So you're like, okay, cool, we're gonna stop over here, we're gonna continue there. But then they take it further and further and further here. And then by that point, you're like, I want more and more because now they take you to a different location. Now I'm not gonna spoil it just yet. They take you to a different location and then they take you to this other location, and then they split up the universes now, right? So now like they go from being all in one scene to now all of them now dispersed among the different you yes. know universes out there yes. doing their own thing, which is like whoa, what just happened? Because um, after a super climatic like chase um, in this um, in the twenty ninety nine universe, right? We just kind of take a little simmer, you know. After that, because you're like you're going, you're going, you're going, and then you gotta like, oh my god, you know, it takes a nice deep breath and kind of gives a lot of room for it to breathe and lets the audience kind of take in what just happened um, while they set up the final part of the third act. Yeah. So like, I don't understand why people are saying that. I guess they're just salty that they got, you know, caught in a cliffhanger yeah, there. I, I think it's what um, it is, right? Yeah, it's, it's just, it's it just salt it over the fact that- definitely, listen, they used every minute of that two hour and 20 minute runtime to tell the story. You know, but Arturo, doesn't that also mean that the, like, when you get a good cliffhanger that makes you so salty, like, doesn't that mean the movie's better for that too? Absolutely. Isn't that like Absolutely. in favor of like, the oh, movie, right? Man. Yeah, you know, okay. like, that means you were into the story yes. that you want to know more. Yeah, and you know, and so just getting into spoilers, like let's go full hog. Let's let's just we're gonna jump around here because that's the thing. Um, it's got so much in it. So like it jumps around just like the spot does, right? But um, yeah, it's got so much in it. So uh, we'll start there. So the spot spot is introduced as like you know a, a clown, you know a, a clowny week a week of the what was it villain of the week thing and Miles villain of the week thing, yeah. So but apparently he was the scientist that got hit with the bagel in the in the first one and ended up going through this whole experiment that he brought the spider from a different universe that bit miles and like you know and then subsequently when miles blew the collider fighting kingpin in the first one he got caught up and it turned into the spot and he figures out that his powers mm-hmm. allow him to tr- like to go through universes and so that sparks the whole thing but that's also not the story yet so that's the, yeah. that's the other thing, yes. right? Like this, yeah, that's all exactly. just set up for like the conversation. That's just later. one part of the story because yes. he's just one of the villains of this movie, yes. right? Yes. He's one of the antagonists here, and I really, I really enjoy how they wrote this character and developed him throughout the two hours and twenty minutes because he does start off as like the villain of the week, the the the, the kind of C tier D tier rogue yeah. that you, you would see Spider Man just kind of you know hang up on a light yes. pole. You know what I mean? It's, it's the so, kind of villain you see Spider Man fighting in the beginning of the movie and then exactly. and then the real yeah. stuff starts happening right yes. yes yes yeah and then i just love how he kind of 
figures himself out. It's kind of a growth moment for him as a character as well because he he only thinks he can just open these little holes to do this like petty crime shit, right? Yeah. And then he realizes like after um further kind of getting himself into a situation where he kind of went in into himself yeah, he, into like, a he, hole of himself. He literally or something, like right? trips into himself and like yes. falls into one of his own spots and then figures out he can use those spots to like go to different universes. And yes, and and that's where his real character arc really kind of expands into the second act there, right? Yes. He's like, holy crap, I can I'm not just the villain of the week here, you know? Yeah. And and it's great. It's it's so awesome how they just like I really want to read this script because it's awesome how they just put that little morsel there right in the in, in the beginning yeah, there right and then it comes right back around there yeah, towards the end of the second act there he's ultimately just a catalyst that gets miles yes. and that gets the story moving you know because yes absolutely because yeah, we're it's kind of Gwen's story too like you know it's because you know, mm-hmm. Gwen uh it starts it starts off with her like we start off with like a full look into her origin. You know, we, we see her in her world. We see how she loses her mm-hmm. Peter. And then she has her things with her dad. And, you know, and that bookends the movie, too, where it's like yeah. we get that final moment at the end of the emotional resolution of a movie that you would expect, yeah. which is why, once again, I'm like, this doesn't feel like half a movie because we yeah. get the Gwen <laughs> stuff at the beginning and the end yes. and it's full circle kind of thing. It's yeah, big payoff to that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and then we get the scene with Miles. And, oh, man. Okay. Like, we're, like I said, we're going to okay. be jumping around here because this is a right, lot. All right, cool. So, yeah. so Gwen, right? Yes. Like, we, uh, we tackled Gwen, right? Like, a text said, this is as much her movie as it is Miles's movie, yes. right? And we see her go from a kind of going through that character arc of being morally questionable to understanding what the actual um true the truth behind this these bad guys are right this yes. group she joined right uh, so you get that whole thing aside from you know miles who we we finally get you know he's now uh you know a taller stronger version of the uh, of the character we saw in the first one yes. right and he's over here pretty much a pro spider-man now at this point you know um he's the spider-man of this universe as they like to call it yeah and uh he's doing a hell of a job you know he's a friendly neighborhood spider-man it seems like uh him and his father as a police officer finally um found some kind of a common ground and have a a working relationship right spider-man and the cop yeah so that um um i love how they also portray that that it shows like hey we finally were talking to one another and uh, spider-man's able to stand right next to the cop and just chit chat which i think is pretty awesome being that it's miles yeah it's also important because at the same time we never forget that it's like a father and son thing and it's like the whole the whole time like miles's big thing through the movie is he's having he's a growing teen he's he's going through those changes he's going through you know yeah. he's getting older he's like he's 15 yeah, going to 16 yeah, he's right pushing away from his parents he's acting up a bit but you know because he's hiding the fact he's spider-man but this is also just normal teenager stuff right so it's like you yeah. you hear his you get his parents in there who get like these who get these super emotional moments like uh yes that, i love it yo he uh, man, those those actors, Brian Tyree Henry and uh oh, man, I forget her name, but uh I'm sorry, but she like they're great. Like every time they spoke, I felt I was feeling emotional, you know, because it's just like yes. damn, like dude. I was telling my wife that like I'm so glad that um the the parents got a chunkier role yes, this time around. Yes. You know what I mean? Like they weren't just bit players on the side. They legit were like emotional anchors to, to, to Miles's like reality. Right. Yeah. Um, I really, really enjoyed that change because as, as, as you mentioned, like the chemistry between the voice actors and this thing just makes everything work so well. And then when you add the whole, you know, Latino aspect of a parent into it, yes. you know, it just kind of clicks with so everybody. That, this is why it, it works that, so well. That text. speech that his mom gives to him is, like it, mm-hmm. it's just like it was making me tear yeah. up because she's like yo like i'm sending you out in the world and it's dangerous and it, it reads on so many levels right because it's like it's a dangerous it's true spanish moms don't want to let their kids yeah. go you and, know and what i mean it's dangerous for like he's an afro latino so it's like it, it yeah. speaks on that level mm-hmm. too where it's like it's dangerous for you know for little black kids out there you know yeah. it's dangerous mm-hmm. for people of color and she's saying all this, but then at the same time, you can add all the Spider-Man stuff to it. This is all 
before you bring in the fact that he's Spider-Man, right? So it's like, damn, Mm -hmm. like, they're working with so many levels here. It's so smart. It's so well done. And then you get Spider-Man stuff. It's like, and then plus you get all this extra shit, right? Like, it's... Yeah. And then when you... Yeah. Yeah. When you get into the Spider-Man stuff, right? It's like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Speaking of all the extra shit, right? We get a cast of new Spider-Man to actually, you know, to to come to the forefront. Um, uh, Right up the front, we have um, uh, um, Oscar Isaac's uh, Spider-Man. Miguel Herrera was his name? Uh, Miguel uh, Miguel O'Hara. So he's like like an Irish Mexican dude, I think. uh, So so he's Spider-Man 2099, right? Like he's like that vampiric energy, you know, vampire Spider-Man that um that honestly like he, he looks so badass and they also pointed out how badass the wild thing with him too it's like they basically made him oscar isaac right so like yeah. if they want to make a live action one it's really they're just gonna put oscar isaac in the suit right yeah just get moon knight in the fold you'll be good to go you know what i mean <laughs> yeah like it's Oh, man, it's so wild. Yeah, it was it was really awesome, and it's so great too. Because as my wife uh, um, pointed out, that every good villain, you know, is always right, kind of thing. You know, okay. Um, so because he has a great yeah, point. So let's you know? let's get into this. So let's get into the whole so the actual the actual story, right? And the story. Yes. yes. And what's what's a shame is that when you want to talk about the third act and the story, it's it's so full of spoilers because it's like part of what makes it work is the reveal, right? Where it's like, so you know what, Tex? Guys, stop right now. <laughs> one, go watch Spider Man. Come right back. Yeah, one final spoiler yeah. alert for this because it's like when he hits. The only way to really talk about it is to really kind of it's spoil it's it. to is to ruin the reveal. And part mm-hmm. part of what makes that work is that when Spider Man twenty ninety nine says why they're doing all this, why these why the spiders have gathered together for this thing, it's to protect the fact that they all Spider-Mans need to go to uh through what they could call canon events, which is mm-hmm. they all need to lose an uncle. They all need to lose yeah, a life changing po- event yes, pretty much. Yeah, right? And they need to like let these things happen. And so the whole thing is Miles wasn't involved because his his canon event was coming, but he's also not it was revealed that he's not the Spider-Man that he's supposed like it, he's it was supposed to go to like a the Peter Parker yeah. that he so, had, right? Yeah. Yeah, so just real quick, you guys remember earlier in the show when Tex mentioned that the spot brought over a spider from a different dimension, yes. right? So that same spider from uh Universe 42, I believe it was, that one bit mild. So th- this is why they completely just decided to not tell him because it's like, hey, you're not even supposed to be like a Spider-Man yeah, his, pretty much. His becoming you know? Spider-Man killed their Peter. Like that's the thing. It's yes. His universe already had a Spider-Man as we saw in Spider-Man 1. Or we saw in Spider-Verse 1. And that mm-hmm. means that Earth-42 has no Spider-Man of their own because it's now Miles. And the whole thing is that when Miles finds out that he – his canon events coming basically that he's about to lose a captain close to him who his dad yeah who his dad is becoming captain that's part of the story is we mm-hmm. find out his dad is getting promoted and all this stuff so he's not having it and this is why he wasn't involved in the grand spider plan of cleaning mm-hmm. up canon events and like jumping through multiverses and it's it's such like a it's such an emotional thing too because it's like it is all these all these peters are saying yeah we went through this stuff and it be, it changed us into who we are and it's kind of like what we got in No Way Home, right? Where it's like, yeah. I had my own Uncle Ben. I had my, my Gwen died. And then they're like, this. And the unfortunate thing they all figure out is that if these things don't happen, we see what happens with Spider-Man India, where it's like, if, if this doesn't happen, the universe, their universe gets destroyed if their thing doesn't happen. So it's like. Yeah, it starts collapsing into itself pretty much. Um, it's very Doctor Strange of them, right? Yeah. Um, and that gets a uh, shout but, out in um, this one, too, I think. Like, doc, yeah. he says Doctor Strange in, like, Universe 999 or whatever. Yeah, I, yeah, that one. Yeah, the weird uh, the weird Doctor Strange in, in, in Universe 999. 
999, yeah. right? Um, but yeah, um, just to Texas point to that part, like this is why the story is so compelling, right? Yeah. Because A, in one sense, you're like, it makes total sense because that's what makes you Spider-Man. Yes. Like these, these events, right? The loss of an Uncle Ben or the loss of a loved one like Gwen Stacy or a Mary Jane or a best friend or something like that, right? That's that's how you become Spider-Man. Without those events, you do not become Spider-Man. So this coalition of Spider-Man is just trying to protect pretty much spider-man right yeah spider-man right like not like the universe but just trying to make sure that the spider-man just stays spider-man right yeah. spider-women yeah. pretty much it, right it's so um, it's so wild and then they keep calling miles an anomaly because of all the things yeah. that make him different but at the same time it's such a good move for the movie because it's like no well that's what makes Miles different is that he's Miles. He's not like yeah. he he yeah, he's Spider-Man, but he's Miles Morales Spider-Man. He's Miles. Yeah. He's not a Peter Parker, he's not a Gwen, he's not he's not the character, he's not part of the usual cast of characters of the Spider-Man yeah. story, you know? So this is why he is special and the fact that um they do call him the anomaly is awesome. Um because you remember like you keep remembering that like oh wait a minute so everywhere he goes he's not like he's different yeah you know? which is so it, it like, speaks on so many levels too right like just yeah, in terms of yeah. race and all that stuff it's just like oh it's so so smart Arturo and at the same time yeah Sony fixed their multiverse you know because remember when Vulture popped up in Morbius and they're like oh yes. yeah it's the Doctor Strange spell no <laughs> no it's literally this like they they literally explained it that oh all these villains just start popping up wherever just because the universe is messed up yeah so it's like yeah like even like we even see um uh spop uh, pop into the venoms universe right yes. i'm in that grocery store with the uh, with the old asian lady yes. right which is a fun <laughs> so little the, thing they did yeah which is fun oh. it was also fun to see all the little easter eggs of actual toby mcguire footage and andrew garfield footage Dude, right? how awesome was yeah, that it got prominent placing too like there is like there is oh, a scene huge. where they the, front and center yeah. like andrew garfield was front and center and toby mcguire took up a huge like left side of the yeah. screen there and you know and then we even got like uh, a fun live action cameo from uh from what's his name donald glover who donald glover yeah yeah <laughs> who played the ultimate universe um uncle yes right? who was you know who was in um you know uh, they they called all the way back to like homecoming was he, he was in homecoming his character was there yes. and you yep. know, they mm-hmm. were like oh is this setting up miles and prowler so they finally just put him in the prowler suit and let him like be in a movie which is just a fun little that's fun yeah that's it's just icing on the cake right it's just like yo we were yeah. already having a good time with the movie and then like in the third act that's when they get all the spider-man stuff and speaking of that this is where we get the climax of like this is so one leading into this one of the complaints uh i've heard is that it doesn't have like a third act scene and i'm like what are you talking about because you're talking about that spider-man so okay so leading off what we were saying miles figures all this out he decides against it because he's like no like why would i let my dad die like why would i let these things happen because also yeah like why would you right like any like fun that yeah Yeah, any normal person would be like no so he starts running through the 299 universe and they all start chasing him and that's our that's our big action scene for the movie right like yeah we get like you know hundreds and hundreds of spider-man all in different kind of designs it was absolutely fantastic because it reminded me of walking down a toys r us aisle and seeing all the, <laughs> the toy biz ones costumes. right yeah yeah because you, know, I mean? yeah, you know they had all the ridiculous like battle armor spider-man you know surfer spider-man yeah um I love the um, um the they had the car. They the, had the spider car. Remember they had the spider they, it car. It was like Peter Parker. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Peter Parker. <laughs> and uh, which one was it? The the emo Spider Man that was drawn very oh, well. Scarlet um, Spider. Because yeah, yeah, with the Rob Leefield yeah, art, right? He, that was Rob Leefield. Yeah, art, he was right? based off the nineties runs and stuff. And, and uh, he was like, "Look at my well defined arms. You know, my arms are so well defined. I got you a headlock." <laughs> I think it was Andy um, Samberg too. It was good. Which is just like funny stuff. Like they, it's all just fan service, but it all comes. It all feels secondary too, right? Like. The stuff I wanted to talk about the most was the story. Like I want to, I yeah. want to like sit here all day and talk about the vile stuff. But like, then you get all that good stuff on top of it. It's just man, 
Yeah, yeah, because the fan service it doesn't feel forced, especially because of the multiverse aspect of it. Um, it, it feels very natural to the story because you it's know, all at in times, service you of know, it, right? Like it's all just yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Because uh, you know, it could have been different. Like there are movies that just want to force the fan service. This one doesn't because it just outright kind of it needs to it needs to put it in there, yes. you know, because it's part of the story. Um, so so that makes it very natural. But yeah, we get this awesome climax with all these Spider-Men. It looks great. But then like we when we think it's all done and we think like, okay, cool, we're going to end right here yeah, after he jumps off the train. Yeah, there, right? There's a scene where like, yeah, he jumps off the train and it seems like that's going to be it, right? And then yeah. then he actually gets to his own – like he, he, he escapes and he starts running through the rain. Gwen like gets kicked out of the multiverse stuff. So she starts running in the rain in her own universe. And it's like, it's really dour. And it's like, oh man, yeah, is, because, this is where uh, it's going to end. <laughs> yeah. Because the big spoiler of it all, right. Yeah. Is that um, a Spider-Man thinks he's going back to, to his own universe. Yeah. Right. And what turns out that, you know, it, the, the go home machine, which is pretty awesome, pretty awesome concept. Um, read his DNA, which, you know, the spider came from a, different universe uh uh, earth 42 i believe it was again and it sends him to earth 42 so he shows up there and he's like professing to his mom right because he's he he thinks yeah you know he's he's at home and his mom comes in and he and he supposedly thinks he tells his mom that he's spider-man so he's like kind of saying i'm spider-man all this stuff being very honest about everything and then he realizes this is not the this is not home. It's not yeah. home. When he sees his uncle come in and then is like, wait a minute, this is not where I'm supposed to be. And then the big, big, big reveal, right? Yes. <laughs> comes at the end, right? Where we finally get to see Miles, who was actually captured by an, uh, an unknown assailant who turns out to be the Prowler. And Tex, how can that be? Because his uncle's right here. Yeah. Freaking Miles Morales yeah, with Miles. little baby dreads. Yo, yo, evil Miles. And it's evil Miles, dude. Yeah, it's I, I like I was telling you, I was telling you this off air that like I I totally I feel dumb for not thinking that there'd be an evil Miles or like it. I feel, it never once crossed my mind either because like, there was so, so so much to deal with already, yes, right? I'm like, duh, multiverse of of course, but like, yo, I'm excited, and that's where we leave off. Like, we leave off with yeah. the tease of their confrontation. Yeah. We leave yeah. off with Gwen recruiting the spider people who, who you know, who are on Miles' side. You know, we yeah. get you know, not only we get the 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 classics come back, we get the Penny Parker and Noir and stuff like that, but we also get the new additions. Like, um, we got Hobie. Yes, we got Hobie. We got the we have the, the Spider Man from India. We have the we have um the technology. The technology spider girl, I don't know what her name is, but like we, she was also like working with like she she let him escape at the end. Whole thing is, yeah, that's the setup for part two. And that's what I mean. Like it's a cliffhanger, but also doesn't feel like one. Right. Because this is after we got like, you know, this is after we got a moment between you know what it is, her dad. We it, got it's because um, yeah. people people have been spoiled. Um, the last time this happened was um, with Infinity War, right, mm-hmm. where we all left off after the snap. So it's been a long time uh, for people to get um, a movie in a franchise where it leaves you like this, you know, because um, they're used to movies not living up to that franchise. For example, the Star Wars movies that, that just came out did a poor job of the cliffhanger stuff. No one really cared what dude, happened next. Um, you know, dude, And even then, Infinity War te- feels more abrupt than this one. Because this movie, yeah. this movie's, this yeah, story right. of this movie ends, and then we get a setup for what's coming next. Part two is just yeah. Thanos sitting down Agreed. with his victory, right? That yeah. that feels more <laughs> abrupt than what we got here. We got a clear ending, and we got a clear tease for Great part point. three. So, like, part three is coming in March. Super excited. Can't wait to talk about it. Can't wait to talk about the saga as a whole. Yeah. And just on top of that just animation stuff and like this is all the we've only been focusing on like story in this review because it's so good yeah but then like this is only the tip of the iceberg folks when uh next year i know it seems like a long time but time flies by but next year when uh beyond the spider-verse comes out we'll we'll definitely have a full episode on both yeah we're just gonna have to the entire story we're just gonna have to watch the saga by that point and just you know oh yeah i know that's such a chore (laughs) watching such a good movie oh no 
I can't do oh, it. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, that being said, folks, go out, go watch Spider-Verse now. Please, you can stop this and you can come back and listen to The Boogeyman yeah, a little we bit. Won't, we won't blame um, you. Yeah. <laughs> we won't blame you. And for those who are still sticking around and who watch Spider-Man and are, and are here for The Boogeyman, here is it, folks. The Boogeyman. Hmm. Yeah. Text. <laughs> uh, I think, let's do this, I think right? That's the best way to start this up, Arturo. So, yeah. Uh, just like, yeah. Hmm, uh, because, all right. Yes. So, this movie originally <laughs> w- was supposed to be um, a release on a, a streaming platform. I think it was Hulu. Yes. And they were like, you know what? No, this kind of uh, this uh, tracks so well, we're going to release it in theaters. And I get it. Yeah. I get I would, it, Tex. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I get it. But, um, but also I don't get it, right? <laughs> but I don't get it. Yeah, like I get it for the sense that it was decent, you know, like it was pretty decent. Uh, but then I don't get it because the story's been done before, you know, in the in, in a movie called Lights Out, you know, um, not as well executed or successful. Right. One of our one of our most uh, we we love going back to that as an example of ruining your movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, and I it, this one does a lot of good things, but the flaws that it has it definitely it bumps it down from a theatrical to a streaming service, specifically with um uh, just how everything unfolds with the bad guy, right? This is why we I mentioned Lights Out because once we get into this monster, legit, it's a freaking fucking legit monster. I, I actually like the creature design. This is why I'm so upset at um at the fact that they decided to use a lot of CG for it. When we do get some uh you know some visuals of it, um we do see some practical stuff I think near the end. But um I know Tex you didn't really mind the CG too much. Yeah, because you know so uh so just before we get into it, it's a total way for it. I agree, Arturo. Yeah, it's a way yeah, for it. It's a total yeah. like I like you were saying, I, I get why it's a big, you know, they release it in theaters because it is a solid movie, but it's yeah. also relatively small scale like it's just it's mm-hmm. it's one family caught in a thing you know and you know where it gets messed up is when it tries to expand outside that thing and so i didn't really mind the cg because you know we didn't really get a good look at the monster until the end and even then at the end we didn't really get that good of a look it wasn't like it kind of reminds me of smile remember smile where it's like yeah. you get that cool looking monster at the end yeah with like you know great and point. you get it's like the comment. hands coming out and stuff like that it's literally that kind of thing like when it attacks it it's like pulling it's like another little smaller little boogeyman inside the boogeyman monster and yeah. it's like sucking yeah. out this of soul. Saying, like, it's a cool idea right like it's it's a cool idea it's a cool visual but this is why i'm saying like it feels just like in amalgamation of um a bunch of different horror stories put but, together but ultimately um, i'm glad like you were saying i'm glad it was a thing we've talked about this before right where yeah, it's like uh, yeah, one of the yeah. biggest flaws of a lot of the uh, sometimes slow burn movies it's like uh i'm so tired of things being in their head you know it's like it's okay to do an actual thing you know what i mean this is yeah this is horror you don't have to do yeah, like th- yeah, this is why I actually graded this one a six because um, it was an actual thing and the story was actually pretty it's good. It's a solid story, um, yeah. Yeah, like for me, honestly, like I started nitpicking it because I want to know more about the antagonist, but that's just my way of thinking with things. Um, and when I start doing that, I I found a lot of holes, uh, in particular, like the rules of the yes. monster and how it operates you know um uh because at first you know even in the trailer it says oh this is the monster that grabs your kids when you're not paying attention or something but it's like okay are you talking about just like kids kids can can people like can actual adults see this thing how is it manifested how is it how is it conjured like what are the rules of it traveling like because Throughout the movie, um, especially towards the last half of the movie, it's kind of fucking everywhere. Yeah, it's you know it's it, sort of random, right? Like, uh, yeah. And then so okay, so we keep bringing up lights out, and it's because you know the only time you see this monster, it's in the dark, it's moving in the dark, and stuff like that. It moves away from the light, which is great, cool idea. This is why we like lights out so much in the beginning, you know, because uh, I'll, I'll I'll go back to remembering when I watched it and I did like lights out. It was a fun concept. You know, and, and it led to some mm-hmm. cool moments. And Boogeyman has those moments too of like yep. the lights flickering and stuff like that. There are like some cool scenes. Like I think I like the therapist's office scene quite a bit with like the red light and it's like blinking. And then that was really and good. Then you don't you yeah. see it in the ceiling. But then, like you said, it's when you start getting the rules and you start getting the lore of this monster. It's like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. You know, so 
the whole thing is that it attaches to his family because it was already attached to this other family. Like we see a kid die in like the first few minutes, which Yo, which was a great way yeah, to start right. great way to start it off, right? So I was like yeah, I was like, wow, we're in for like, you got my attention. <laughs> yeah, I was like Jesus Christ. I was like, wow, we're in for a good time. You know, I was like, okay. Oh. And it's cool because it's like it has the voice of like the dad and stuff like that. But then the dad like comes to see this therapist. And he's like, "Oh, you gotta help me." I'm like, "Blah blah blah." There's like a thing that's a real thing, killing my kids, yada yada, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Standard horror movie stuff. Standard Stephen King stuff. It, and then then we get the explanation, and it's really just like the wife saying, "Oh, you know, my kids saw this before they were died before they died. They called it the boogeyman, and it's just it feels so random, right? Like it's, it's like, but it's like, okay, so how did your kids see yeah. it? Like, like how did how did like it, it's one thing if you're telling me like for instance, I quickly thought." You know, the family moved into the same house because for some reason the house, the houses look exactly the same. Yeah. Very similar. Right. So I was like, oh, okay. So it's a a haunting thing. Cool. I get it. That I would understand. Like the demon is latched out to this fucking location because this is what happens to demons. They can't leave this place. It's attached. Cool. Problem. I understand. But it's not. It's different. And they say it's latched onto people, but then it's like, show me that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, also explain that not to me specific a little more. to one person either. You know, it'd be one thing yeah, if because, it was like, like it, attached to you know one person, but then like so okay, so if it were attached to the main guy, right, the dad in the beginning who ends up getting killed by it. Uh, yeah, this Lester Billings character, yes, uh, who was also a polka dot man in Suicide Squad. Shout out to him. Yeah. Uh, yeah and the guy in Dark Knight who uh, tried to impersonate uh, – who Joker got him to impersonate. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, yeah. So, <laughs> shout out to that guy. He's a, been around. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's a good stuff. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like if it were attached to him and then attached to someone else, like the therapist is the only one he really had contact with, right? So, it's like wouldn't it have been attached to the therapist? But then, no. It's like the whole family. and But it, it's – then it follows the family. But then it's also – But then it, it's weird it's still too because in the like, other house. You know, right? Yeah. yeah. It's still in the other house. And then on top of that, like, it also appeared earlier in the movie with the little girl. Yeah. It, you remember? Because she was scared earlier in the movie, right? This was before Billing showed up and killed himself, yeah, she, right? She I was think? already feeling the vibes of, like, yeah, something's yeah, weird right? here. Yeah. And, and there was something that kind of kind of got out of her closet or went under her bed or something. I think this was before Billings even killed himself. Yeah. It, um, it's, and it's, so it's super. Yeah. It was really confusing. I was like, okay, like, is it just attacking kids? And it, okay. If they wanted to make it that way, at least have a little um, exposition saying, oh, there's an urban legend about the boogeyman and, and only the kids can see it and blah, blah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's like, like why? It, give me a little something that can detract me from peeling off the layers of your yeah, lore. You know what I mean? Because now, right now you got nothing. Yeah, because now we're like, well, why is it called boogeyman? Why why is it the boogeyman specifically, right? Instead of like just monster thing. And Thank you. So – Thank you, what, Tex. Great what sucks is that – what ultimately sucks about the Boogeyman is that, like, all this stuff – yeah, it, it seems like, yeah, maybe we're, like, ultra nerds for, like, focusing on that part of the monster. But then at the same time, it's so distracting from, like, the, there's a good story here. There's a solid, like, family story of, like, you know, yeah, the, this family yeah. getting over the loss of the mother figure and, yeah. like, you mm-hmm. know, they're them all dealing with it in different ways and – it's it sucks because like when they all bond together as a family and fight the thing, I don't know. It feels like it should be should be bigger, right? Like yeah, it it, it, it feels like it should be bigger. But sex, but this is exactly why I got a lot of problems with you. <laughs> like you have this awesome, um, this pretty solid, awesome cast yeah. here. The father and his two daughters, I think, kind of like great cast. They're, they're really um, good together. Their roles. Yeah really well they have great chemistry i think it's a super missed opportunity especially since they wanted to sneak in this little ghost story of maybe um you know the oldest daughter conjuring up their mom or something in the yeah, house which is confusing because like right. hey she didn't die in the house she died in an accident in the hospital Dude, but i totally um, forgot about that they muddied the waters even more right yeah that's yeah with like the- i got a lot of problems with you <laughs> yeah that's exactly why yes yeah. because yeah. it's like you have something here but then you decided to just like do too much when you actually Actually, you if 
if they listen, they. I if have it were to just the, focused the actual, on the house, right? Like the yeah, short like, story. Is it just people? I have in the to house? see what the Stephen King story yeah. actually actually focuses on because if you wanted to do like a ghost story involved with the boogeyman, because at the end the climax uses that, yeah. like they, they use this whole flame flickering, you know, thing as like you know, which is a sign of the mother being there as the resolution to their you know to their problem yes. here when she kind of blows the flame you know out and you know does fucking blows up the state right yeah. but it's confusing because they don't know how to properly stay on the path man they had this story that they could have used the same ending don't change the ending right the ending would have worked perfectly if they continued the whole i'm trying to get in touch with mom i miss my mom it, they only do it once where this girl all of a sudden has a zippo and she's on youtube trying to do some some fugazi conjuring yeah. right which is like okay like if you're gonna do that like please try and do a little more so i can actually believe that she's trying to do yeah, this you know it, what i mean it's um it, it's tough man because like it sucks because at the same time, you know, I found myself praising like the smaller moments. There are so many small moments in this movie, yes. like with, with yes. the dad and mm-hmm. his kids or something like, like, um, the, the scene where he's like with the little, uh, the, the youngest Sawyer and he's just like, she's just eating cheese and he's like, yo, don't eat. Th-. It's just a good little scene, right? Like, that, that's such a, a kid like parent yeah. moment because it happens here in my house too on Taco. Yeah. Night. So <laughs> they want to eat all the cheese, but like, that's what I'm saying. Like they had a good cast there because even the doctor i I thought she was pretty solid too with her little role she knew exactly how to be creepy you know yeah the therapist yeah um she had that creepy face especially with that light um sequence that that worked well like they had a story here but for some reason they just wanted to go bigger than they should have yeah you know like again you could have kept the same ending i like i like the fact that the monster is real text and it is it has this really you know kooky kind of you know skinny man design going on but i feel that you have that but then that's an actual like that detracts from your conclusion there because the conclusion is trying to get this family back together right yeah. trying to like trying to get them back together again the father finally goes to therapy he hasn't expressed his feelings like this was a movie simply about a family trying to go through loss if you had just made it simple like hey they moved into this house the the mother had a tragic accident but but before we moved in here there was a a family here we don't know what it was you know the basic you know the trope dude oh there was a monster here the boogeyman yes and then the urban legend unfolds oh what's the boogeyman urban legend and dude Yada yada, hucha hucha hucha, lobster, as Mr. Eddie yeah. Izzard said one and time. You, right? And it, you get the same scenes too, because like it, the the stuff it does well, it does super well. Like I'll like I'll say this straight out. I like the way it uses light, like that that boom ball that she had. It was like that. Yeah, that's just that's a great it was just cool I loved it. stuff yeah. that they did. It, like the the she's playing the PlayStation game, and every time she pressed the trigger, like the light would come up. So it was yeah. like a kid versus monster thing, mm-hmm. right? So it's like. It's cool stuff, and this is all just and the voice changing aspect too was yes, pretty neat. It, but it's all I like so that too. distracting that like you know we got one kid death at the beginning, and then it's like oh all right, it, and that's yeah, it right and outside then, of like the 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 wife oh, dying that lady who gets split in which half was just right such a distracting thing. It's like why did you even need to do this and. Yeah. Oh man, that was yeah, that dude. That scene was so I think, honestly, that was a cringe scene yeah. for me. I was like, wow, you actually wrote yeah, this. Yeah, I think that's what it is, right? It's just a lot of disappointing stuff like that, like filler, like fluff. Like it's, it's for no reason. Yeah, and I think, yeah, for no reason. I think uh, wrapping my end up uh, the conversation here is just I think we would have been less harsh on it if it just stayed a Hulu thing. If it were a Hulu thing, you know, that we saw and it was what it was i think we'd be like yeah it would have been a solid yeah seven, we would be like yeah that was fine just a fine little streaming thing so i think like going back to all what we were saying just watch it at home watch it at home when you're looking for something you know it's not bad yeah but it's also it's not no. great yeah um it's 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 good not great as text just mentioned like i said earlier before we started breaking everything down uh, this is better watched at home it should have been released on a smaller scale yeah. um i don't think the visuals were not um, the were, quality yeah 
not theater quality at all. In fact, it was a little dark. Um, I liked certain sequences, you know, with the little beady eyes thing, yes. you know, th- that worked awesome. Um, but, you know, this for sure was a smaller scale story that deserved, uh, you know, I think a Hulu release instead of theatrical. I don't think the story was that grandiose that you had to be like, oh my God, folks, you got to watch this, yeah. you know? And even then, it's still not better than Sick that popped up in the beginning of the year on Peacock. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, as, you know that. You know, that's an eight. I haven't seen a better horror movie yet this at, year. So. At least this week we got to talk about Spider Verse, right? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is true. Um, this is true, folks. Um, and you know what else is true? The end of the show. <laughs> it's a wrap, folks. This has been episode one fifty five of the Morgan Official Cord Feed Podcast. I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face. With me always is Mr. Nick Valdez. A big shout-out goes to you guys for listening. A big shout-out goes to Del Varish for the artwork. A big shout-out goes to our family, our friends, and our buddies in the LGBTQ plus community. Happy Pride. Um, And again, folks, we have 154 of these in all the streaming and podcasting world out there. Go listen to them. Go like, subscribe, share, comment. Let everybody know to, to comment, to add the, the feed and all that stuff. And this just goes to show you that, um, you know, you guys are awesome out there. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, we see you guys are listening out there. We, we see the increase in, in, uh, in, in the audience. And we thank you all for giving us a chance and, um, and uh, you know, and being here with us for this good mm-hmm. hour as we talk about movies. And that being said, folks, um, go check us out. Um, every Thursday on our YouTube channel. You can see this episode live at 420. Um, Go check us out on all the socials and like everything, share everything, subscribe to everything. And remember, scary world out there, but we are here to walk you through it.